0: Why is the NCAA out on esports? I'm Matrines, and this is the College Esports Quick Take presented by Esports Network. Every Monday, we're looking to a company or issue that matters in the college esports world. Today, that focus is on the NCAA. The controversial governing body for college sports is absent in esports. In its place, a wide variety of organizers, including CSL, TESPA, NACE, and many more, vie to create the same structure. But why has the NCAA not stepped in amidst esports growth? They had a the chance to do so. In April of 2019, the NCAA Board of Governors had a vote to bring esports under its vast umbrella. They voted unanimously against it. The two main concerns they said were Title IX complications – that's the college rule that means colleges have to equally support both male and female sports, and their other concern was about violence in games. While it's true that most college esports programs are predominantly male, something we covered on this show a few weeks back, that's not different from, say, football, which is only male and makes up a large portion of athletic department funding. Violence in games is also an easy scapegoat. We've seen the Olympics do it as well. Again, no issues with amateur students potentially getting CTE on the football field in the NCAA offices. But hey, games with guns in them, that's a no-go. Most popular college esports already, despite the NCAA not being involved, are not violent ones. You don't see many institutions supporting Call of Duty or CSGO, but you do see a lot of League of Legends, Rocket League, and Hearthstone. So what's the real issue for the NCAA? It comes down to why the governing body is controversial in the first place. Amateurism. College sports are big business, at least a few of them. All the biggest stadiums in North America are college football stadiums, not pro stadiums. Of the top 15 stadiums by capacity in North America, 14 boast college football as the premier reason. The only other one is Estadio Azteca, the soccer stadium in Mexico. The NCAA has fought long and hard to keep student-athletes, especially football players, from earning money. It's created plenty of bribery scandals and is a fight the NCAA seems to be losing. This April, almost a year to the date since the eSports ruling, the NCAA said players are now able to be compensated for their likenesses, aka they could sell jerseys with the name on their back and receive some of that revenue. But that ruling came a year too late, and college eSports has passed the NCAA by. The real issue for the NCAA's involvement in eSports was that the nature of Twitch meant that there was no way to force college eSports players to be amateurs and not earn money based on their likenesses. That's basically what Twitch is at its core, same with all the rest of content creation across YouTube and the general gaming world. Besides opening the door to other organizations to take on a similar role, the NCAA's lack of involvement has also meant that most esports teams are attached to parts of the college outside of the athletic department, it's usually some sort of engineering, student life, or computer science department. With NCAA having to reduce strictness when it comes to amateurism, it'll be interesting to see if they try to get back into esports. In the meantime, it's the Wild West out there, and I think that's kind of how college esports programs prefer it. That's all for this episode of the College Esports Quick Take. I'll be back tomorrow with In the News, covering the top stories of the last week in college esports.